Hi everyone, Dylan here. Um, I just wanted to let you know before the episode starts that there are major, major, gigantic, major, huge, major, major, can I say major one more time, major, major, the Batman spoilers uh, in today's episode. Um, I spoil everything. Kirk hasn't seen it and he didn't um, let me know if he ever wanted to see it, so I just went ahead and spoiled the whole thing. The whole movie is spoiled in this movie, so if you plan on watching the Batman soon or are mad about spoilers and you listen to a podcast eight days after a movie came out maybe wait till you see the movie or just listen and go crazy this episode's about the joker so be the joker yourself who cares there's no rules but once again i am going to spoil the batman do not come for us if you get mad about it because i don't care like the movies you like, baby. And you never That's know it. what's going to happen. You could get uh, your, your Jennifer's body could go from a 2.6 to a 3.4. I'll let her mm-hmm. watch that. <laughs> love it hard enough. That's the thing. Find a movie that and, and just fall in love with it and then champion it for years and years. And either you'll be an insane person or you'll be ahead of the curve, like with Jennifer's body. Or I don't, what? What do you think is gonna get re- resurrected next? Well, like, it's kinda, make your so I feel like we we're prediction. into the early 2010s now, mm-hmm. right? Of like movies that need to be resurrected. Yes. Um, I don't know. I yeah, well, I feel like everything that I really like from that era that like no one cares about is just stuff that people like liked but forgot about. It wasn't like mm-hmm. like they were badly reviewed or anything. Like, I love this yeah. movie Submarine by Richard Ayode. Okay. Movie rules. But, yeah. it Like, people liked it, just no one cares anymore about quirky mm-hmm. teen dry comedy movies that have French New Wave influences because yeah. me and Erlon the Dying Girl killed that. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Queen. Um, I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta I feel call like it happens our, in real time now. I feel like Spring Breakers was the first movie where it's backlash and it's like reappraisal happened simultaneously. Yeah. Well, girl, like this, the whole thing with like the Batman, and we'll get into it in the main episode, but it's like, I feel like um, there was like this webcomic I saw a few years ago that was like a cat always lands on its feet and bread or a slice of bread always lands butter side down. So if you like tape a piece of bread with butter onto a cat and you drop it, it would just spin infinitely. That's how take cycles feel now <laughs> where know. it's just like they start and then it's just like the backlash, the backlash, the backlash. And it's just like this fun house mirror sort of thing. Like, and it's like over a weekend where it's like last Tuesday. I'm saving this all for the pod. Yeah. I was about to say, I was like, should we just get into it? Cause I feel like Let's we're get about to it. become the cat and the bread when it comes to this movie. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into it. The now came talk. 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 Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome. I don't know back. why I did Mrs. Doubtfire voice. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, children. Hello. Welcome back <laughs> to another episode of Straight People Movies. It's the podcast where each week we two gays we get together, we watch an iconic movie made for straight people, and we ask the ever-loving question. Why? Why? What? Here, I can't do it. Why? <laughs> why? Why are you doing <laughs> Alfred? 
<laughs> Batmobile. <laughs> Rachel. You either live long enough to see yourself the best shit. It's so hard. I, he must so have hard. fucked his vocal cords the fuck up. I know. Bitch. Christian. 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 Maybe instead of yelling at cinematographers about not doing their jobs correctly, maybe you should get some honey and aloe vera on this vocal cord. Mm -hmm. Instead of yelling at cinematographers, you should just come over and fuck me. Only as Patrick Bateman. Only as Patrick Bateman. Hello, everyone. Welcome. I'm Kirk Van Sickle. (laughs) Hi, I'm Dylan Garcia. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I, we, I, I feel like, I don't know if your vibe is like this, Dylan, but it's like, I also don't even like want to waste any time. I no, actually, for the first right time in. ever feel a real need to be focused. Yeah, same. I, I, like, I think like, I took a lot of notes. I feel like I just know that we both have a lot to say about this yes. movie. And yes. I think that we chose a really good time, obviously, yeah. to do this movie because, mm-hmm. well, the new iteration of said franchise happened the other day. Right, just like four days ago. Just happened. four days ago, we're really on top of things here at SPM. We are. Uh, what are we... Instead of last season, where we were like off by three weeks every time, we were like we Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no Lord, one cares anymore. No, y'all, we're, we're talking here, about the most acclaimed movie probably of the last twenty years, thanks to nerds mm-hmm. on the internet. We're talking yep. about Christopher Nolan's magnum opus itself. 2008's The Dark Knight, everyone. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. This is our first, like, serious superhero movie. This is our first. We've done yeah, there's, Guardians. Well, I mean, eh. this is, like, the only serious superhero movie, right? Yeah. Because the th- those don't exist. We, whenever we talk about a proper Marvel movie is probably in May whenever Doctor Strange comes out. But. For now, we're, we're in DC's world. For now. We're in DC's world. We're in DC's world again. It. Because we did Justice League. Yes, we did. Was it Batman in that? He he was was in that. that? Yeah, he was in that. Yeah, he's in like hour two. Oh yeah, hour two or hour three? I can't remember. (laughs) Um, You might in the in the transition between the two. Do we want to do some general thoughts, or do we just want to do this intro and just launch right in? Let's go in. Let's launch right in. Launch. In honor of the number one movie in the country right now, Matt Reeves' The Batman. We're watching The Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan's 2008 Batman movie starring Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Morgan Freeman, Gary Oldman, Michael Crane, Aaron Eckhart, and Maggie Gyllenhaal as Katie Holmes. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Dark Knight, if you've never seen The Dark Knight, even though it made over a billion dollars, uh, follows Batman as he goes head to head against the Joker. And it was 2008 and Aaron Eckhart was there. I know. Isn't that I was literally I thinking as we watched this, I'm like, where did Aaron go? I mean, I feel like she's... Aaron is like the the like Hillary Swank of the two thousands, oh where it's like she was there for like a minute, and that minute was hot, and then she's gone. And she's gone. She's just vibing. Actually, yeah, I love that we're like racing to like let's start the episode, let's fucking go. And the first thing is like, where's Aaron Eckhart? Where is Aaron Eckhart at? Like where the is burning he? question here is where's Aaron Eckhart? <laughs> okay. Oh well, two thousand ten, he was in Rabbit Hole. I mean, I mean, Mama, come I mean, on. I John Cameron Mitchell. Yes, man. Mit- he hasn't Mit- done hell. He did that How to Talk to Girls at Parties movie, and that shit was bizarre. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, he's been vibing. Okay. Yeah. Good for well, him. Anyway, okay, okay, right. okay. So, The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Let's, let's talk first about our first experience watching The Dark Knight and what we thought of it yeah. when it came out. When it came when out. It came so, out. I was uh, 17. Prime age. I was a host at Papado in Beaumont, Texas. 
I, this is a true story, I made myself throw up so that I could leave work early and go to a 10 o'clock screening of The Dark Knight across the street. Amazing. I love it. Amazing. It was fantastic. I thought it was, inc- I thought it was incredible. Um, and um, we'll get into it, what I'm thinking now. After, yeah. what, how about you? Yeah, I, I don't really remember the logistics or anything, but I remember I <laughs> went and saw this movie in the theater. Oh yeah, and um, I loved it. I think that at the yeah. time, and people still talk about this today, but you know, it really was the first time that I feel like I watched a superhero movie where I was like, "Oh, they are taking this shit serious." I mean, mm-hmm. I felt that like X Men Two like did yeah. that in its own way, but like Batman, like The Dark Knight, like is a crime drama. Like it's yeah. barely a superhero movie. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I think that like Heath Ledger's performance was the, the star of the movie and it still is like, it still is. He's the the lead of the movie. Like it's the best thing about the movie is him. Like he's truly like as memed as he's been like, and how annoying it is that incels love him. I truly do think that like, it's the greatest villain performance of the last like 25 years. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Um, now we, so we both loved it when it came out. Most people did. Most people Mm -hmm. thought it was life changing, life affirming, amazing cinema. Mm -hmm. People still say that to this day. It's considered one of the greatest films of all time at this point. Yeah. It's in the library of Congress, baby. It's in the library of Congress. What did you think on rewatch? Okay. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to do a metaphor and I'll get right into it. Okay. So remember the first time I listened to emergency and I by the dismemberment plan. Uh-huh. We're never stopping. This podcast will always be the podcasting. We'll never change. And I was like, this is good. I get it. Okay, cute. Put it away for a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so, and I put it back on. And I remembered every single song, every word, the entire cadence of it. And I was like, oh, wait, this is incredible. Like, they know what they're doing. Baby, it's the same thing. This movie's so fucking good. <laughs> like, it's unreal. Like, I was watching it. I was like, I remember every single fucking scene. I remember every line of dialogue. Everything is so... This movie, like, ticks, ticks, ticks. I love Christopher Nolan. I'm, I know I know you don't, but I was like, man, Christopher Nolan slaps. Like, he's only made one bad movie, and it's Dark Knight Rises. And even that has, like, some redeeming qualities to it. Um, I know you don't like Tenet. <laughs> um, I, I sure Tenet. don't. I know you don't. Tenet is like it's 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 chaotic. I love it. It makes no sense, but yeah, I like was fucking. I was every scene. I was like yes, and I was I was just feeling it, man. I loved it. Yeah, five stars. Oh, no rules. No rules. Oh no, Dylan. Uh-oh. I'm oh. Oh no. Shoes off. I gotta get. <laughs> you're, you're gonna slap me with your. I gotta get your chanclas. Um. All right. All right. World, are you ready for this? Let's go, baby. I didn't like it. Oh. No. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Come um. On. um yeah, I, uh, God, you know, I wish, I wish I had like a really interesting reason why. Um, <laughs> but I think for me, what makes it great is also kind of its biggest weakness mm-hmm. and its legacy almost has undone it for me personally. Correct. Because I do agree with so that. many movies have looked to the dark Knight as the blueprint for how to make a great superhero movie that it almost it's dated itself in this really weird way that Mm -hmm. I, I think for me, what throws me off about the dark Knight when I rewatched it was that it takes itself very seriously, but also still has like the cheesy bad dialogue that any superhero movie would have. Yeah. Um, 
And it just really threw me off. I guess I just remembered this great crime drama, like a la Scorsese. And I was like, oh no, yeah. this is a ba- this is a Batman movie. Yeah. It just like, it's Chicago. Like it's like that tweet. I don't want to steal this tweet, yeah. but it was really good. <laughs> but like, it's like, it's just Chicago. Yeah. And I, the same issues I have with all those movies are present here where it's like, there's just not a lot of like personality mm-hmm. in the movie for me. And it just made me the whole time just be like, man, I just really wish I was watching Batman Returns instead. I wish I was watching Burton's <laughs> Batman instead. Cause it just like strips all the fun out of it. And it's like, thank God Heath Ledger's there as the Joker. Thank fucking God. Yeah, he's incredible. In Cause it. he's so good at it. And the movie just brightens up and lightens up. And it's so much more fun to watch when he's on screen. Um, and I will say this, the last like 30 minutes of the movie is insanely perfect. Oh yeah. I feel like it's bogged down by its first hour with all that business about Hong Kong. Really? I'm sorry. That could have been taken out. Can we all agree? Everybody out there. Can we all agree that that was unnecessary? We all know that it's straight from movies lore that we don't understand how crime works. And I'm tired of movies assuming that I do know how crime works. Or investments and shit. I'm like, what do you mean he's girl. been smuggling and then the mafia and then the Wayne Enterprise? I was like, girl, bitch, I don't fucking know what's going on. <laughs> Why is your ass in Hong Kong right now? <laughs> um, I, I, I think that, like, The Dark Knight does stand alone as a movie, which I completely respect. But I do think that, like, first bit in Hong Kong makes it still feel like this weird episodic like yeah. superhero vibe. And I think for me, it's like the movie really like once, like once Rachel is killed, like the movie takes the fuck off mm. and it is like nail biting shit. Well acted by Heath Ledger. Not really anyone else. Well, Gary Oldman's good. Everyone yeah, else Gary is Oldman's fine. good. <laughs> but the thing is that it has that incredible opening sequence. Um, that with the bank robbery with all of the Jokers, uh, men killing each other, and then William Fincher is there for some reason. Oh my God, William Fincher <laughs> with his like, shotgun! <laughs> I was like, he's gonna be here. Oh, for one minute. Okay. Um, I love that scene. I love the the scene where uh, the Joker makes the pencil disappear. Incredible scene. There's all these like. There's just a line of just iconic scenes in this movie. Of things that are incredible, the the big party that um, yeah, the Joker kind of infiltrates that, in. That's some good stuff. And like the scene yeah. where like Heath, Ledger, I think the most intense like scene in the movie, like the best best acted scene, is definitely when uh, the Joker is describing how he got his scars. Yes. I mean, he changes it three times, but yeah, in this <laughs> particular one where he's like grabbing Maggie's face and like really going in, it's a very intense scene. And I think that mm-hmm. like. Even though she doesn't speak really during it, she's like the only person I feel like that really like went toe to toe with Heath, like yeah, <laughs> with like really heightening the drama. She it serves face. She's serving face, and it's a very intense scene. I, I, I don't know, Dylan. I just think it's like it's a good movie, but I do think that like I have to use the word overrated to describe the Dark Knight. Yes, I I will tennis ball back to you. I want to make another comparison, and I think it's <laughs> it's Christopher Nolan's like Octung Baby. Where it's like if Christopher Nolan is U two and like this band that is like basically maligned by anyone who under the age of like fifty at this point, and no one really takes it seriously at this point because it's like this just really it's corny shit for boomers. But it's like oh go and like listen to Octung Baby. And it's like oh this album's like weird as fuck. This album's very it's 
it just it nails everything in a quick succession and it's like the best of the best of this creative uh, but endeavor. is the dark knight weird as fuck though I think it's weird compared to, like, shit now, especially because it's, like, so much. And I was watching it, and I was like, oh, like, this is a movie that – so many movies right now, like, their dialogue is, like, inspired by the internet and feels very internet-y. Like, the internet has changed the way we talk. Right. And then watching this, I was like, oh, it's a modern movie with modern ideas that is completely withdrawn from the internet. I was like, "Fuck, that's so nice." It's so like that. Like now, that feels weird. You're like any movie before 2014 just feels fresh because it's like, oh my god, they're not referencing Twitter or <laughs> Lena Dunham. Oh, ex- well, girl. I, well, so I watched because I uh, I probably cut it out of the intro, but I am watching every movie nominated for an Oscar, and this weekend I watched Spider-Man: Far From Home, No Way Home. I don't know what it is, and I refuse to learn. Um, I watched the new Spider-Man, and there's a part where like fucking they make Oscar nominee Willem Dafoe. Uh, like make a fucking quote his like meme about him where he's like I'm somewhat of a scientist myself like don't make fucking Willem Dafoe quote memes please please don't do this it's so like Willem Dafoe has given us so much so I guess what we're both arguing here is that the Dark Knight's greatest weakness and strength is how much it takes itself so seriously. Exactly. But like when I watched the Batman this week, I saw I also saw the Batman this week See, I and don't it's have like that. I had not seen it yet. Girl, girl. I hated it. Uh I was like it's it's everything the Dark Knight does but like 45 minutes longer and worse. <laughs> Interesting cuz I feel like a lot of people like everyone's hot take right now like I guess like my take's not that hot that the Dark Knight's not that good because I feel like that's kind of what's doing the rounds right now on Twitter is a lot of people mm-hmm. are saying it's not that good and that this version is better because it's more camp and it's more like fun. It is. But it's no, that... there's no fun. No fun. There's no, literally no fun in this movie. Uh, it is people. I've been saying it's like, it's like a horror film and it's like, that'd be like if you've never seen a horror movie and someone like described to you a horror movie, like while they were waiting for a bus and they got well, on halfway that, through. Like, that's like it's the like, new thing. That's like the new thing. Is people yeah. are like, it's basically a horror movie. Spencer, people said it about <laughs> The Lost Daughter. And they oh said it God. about yeah. The Batman. Like, it, everyone, it's like all these people who have never seen a horror movie in their lives, I, I'm assuming, are all yeah. like, it like basically turns into a horror movie. And like, what is like emotional, like just art and emotions <laughs> horror movies? Like, yeah. It's because it gets emotional. It's is like, a I worm need, calling need, out of your I doll's eyes? I to a couch and watch the hours, and I'll show you fucking emotional terrorism That's and drama. Right. Okay? That's fucking right. You know, because I feel like it's like when things get, like, a little dark, they're like, wow, this is, like, That's turning into right. a horror movie. It's like a thriller, yeah. essentially. Yeah. This is, like, seven. Watch Man but... on Fire. Okay? <laughs> that. That is a thriller. Okay? <laughs> Yeah. Like these people on the internet, I swear, I think, lose... like, you know, people used to give me, probably, and you shit too. It's like when you met older people, they'd be like, you don't know any movies before the 2000s, you know, because, like, that's what I grew mm-hmm. up with. But now it's like we're dealing with these Zoomers who've never seen anything before the 2010s. I know. And God. it's like, oh, y'all don't even know the great pantheon of very dramatic movies that came out between 2000 and 2009. Like, you never we, seen Far From Heaven? Like, girl. You think like, Midsommar is the most dramatic shit? Like, girl, like, y'all don't even know the issues that were being tackled in these movies and winning Oscars. <laughs> And now mm-hmm. people are like, Spencer turns into kind of a horror movie because she's like, <laughs> she's like, eats like a pearl. Like yeah. Dreams, like that. It's, like kind of weird. <laughs> it's like, have y'all seen it a is... movie? Have y'all seen a movie? 
Have you seen Sissy Spacek throw a pile of plates down? No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Or slap you Marissa have. Tomei in the fucking face when she tries mm. to apologize about what happened. She says, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> like that. You haven't Sissy seen Spacek. Evan Rachel Wood say no bra, no panties to Holly Hunter at 13. <laughs> I love our podcast so much. So so anyway, we digress. I'm just, we digress. It's just just interesting to me. Like, like, yeah, like it's like funny because I haven't seen the Batman, but like I almost feel like I need to get off Twitter because like I feel like every movie this year has been like ruined for me somehow. Yes. Because I just like go into it and I'm like, people are like, the Lost Daughters fucked up. And then I watch (laughs) it and I'm like, literally nothing fucked up happened in this movie. Like, not one fucked up thing happened. This entire yeah, this time. is like a TV. This is like an episode of Succession, barely. <laughs> barely. <laughs> this like, is like a TV. Like yeah. they're like, I guess because like she's like a bad mom in it or something. I'm like, have y'all never I seen can't... movies about bad mothers before? That's like a whole subgenre that gay men watch. Like we all yeah. see mermaids when we're ten, and we're just like obsessed <laughs> with like weird bad mothers. Although, do you remember whenever there was like a challenge on Drag Race a couple seasons ago, and someone was like. I can't believe RuPaul keeps expecting all these like twenty-two year olds to see uh, to know what Mommy Dearest does, and people got gave that person shit or whatever. And then like in the comments, like I was like, you know, it's really problematic for older gay men to you know laugh at a movie about child abuse. Oh and God, it's like, girl! First of all, we're not laughing at the child abuse; we're laughing at the movie depicting the child abuse. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so The Dark Knight. Um, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Yeah. No, I Dark just, Knight. it's not bad. I still think I ended up like being like, I, I came away from it being like, okay, like, I'm not mad I watched this, but I definitely don't love it. And it honestly, it's like, it's like admitting I don't like the national. It's just like very liberating for me to like be like, okay, this okay. thing that like everyone really loves a lot that I maybe never really truly connected to. I just was kind of like on the hype train with everyone else. It's like, oh, like, this just isn't my movie. Like, and that's fine. Like, it's mm-hmm. a well-made movie, obviously. Like, no one's arguing that. You're it, in a safe space here talking yeah. about National. Yeah. Am I? I also don't. I don't think I am. I also don't really get it either. Okay, good. Okay, good. So it's just like, it. it's just one of those things where, like, watching it, I was just like, you know what? I always had a weird thing about Batman, and I always, like, knew it wasn't for me. And mm-hmm. I feel like this time I was like, okay, like, other than the Joker and other than some like really memorable scenes, like I just think that this movie is like, mm. it's just a movie. It's just a movie just about a, movie. a guy with who's rich who has gadgets and I love it. Like, well, that's the thing. About, oh, should we go like? Should we skip into the Batman? Like, just like my real my quick spiel, my total spiel about the Batman, real quick. You haven't seen it, but like, why I really hate the Batman? Why do you hate it? What, like, the people want to know. The people want to know. So, gizmos, they toned it down. There's not as many gizmos. Set pieces, barely any set pieces. See, everyone's like, Gotham has never looked so gothic before. And I literally was like, have y'all not seen the Tim Burton movies? Have you not seen the Tim Burton movie? It's right fucking there. Jesus Christ. Yeah, everything. And the thing is, you can't see anything because it's all fucking shot at at midnight with no moon. And like a flashlight (laughs) that some PA has. You're like, is this collateral by Michael Mann? Is this collateral? Did you shoot this on a cell phone? Um, But it's... A big set piece, or whatever, is the there's like a car chase and a penguin who like is barely a villain, and uh, it's insane because it's like that's all in the trailer, and then like the big like version of uh, the the kind of big final third act thing, it's so 
it's so big that like it's jarring from this like you're like two and a half hours into this movie and like little things happen and like he's fighting some criminals in a subway and like he's chasing people in a nightclub and there's a separate different scene where he's chasing people in a nightclub but this time he's Batman and then it's like the Riddler blew up the city and it's flooding and there we have uh, shooters in Madison Square Garden and it happens in like two minutes and it's the most like fucking like oh my god fuck uh, I hate it. I hate it. It's a bad movie. Not a good movie. Paul Dano's great, though. Yeah, I, I feel like the internet's done a good job of, like, I still have not seen one picture of what he looks like as the Riddler. Well, he looks like he's wearing a fucking hoodie. He looks like he looks like he's in Yeezy Season 6. <laughs> like, it's like, it's just like a big black puffer hoodie and, like, a mask over it, and he has glasses. And it's, like, it's the same shit that, like, the Riddler does. Or the Riddler. He is the Riddler. The, the Joker does, where it's, like incoming video transmission from our villain and it's like that that's all you get from it then it's like that's like every 30 minutes is you get like riddler mail you get entire mail like ooh girl you got she mail but it's the riddler but i mean that's kind of like the dark knight though yeah but like uh the joker shows up and does shit yeah true eventually <laughs> like you literally don't see the the riddler i should i'm gonna add a spoiler to the very beginning of the episode <laughs> fuck i realize i'm spoiling the entire movie uh but he doesn't show up until like 220 no yeah it's so long it's three hours long it's drive my car it's drive the batman you heard it here first folks the batman is drive my car yeah it's always i i i realize i have said a lot that like drive my car actually does feel three hours long and it's kind of overrated and then i saw the batman and i was like drive my car is a masterpiece and speeds by yep yeah damn well i mean i i'm still gonna go see it but yeah, I mean, I was I didn't really have that high of expectations. Yeah, for it other than like I liked like Let Me In, so I was me like too. maybe like Matt Reeves will like give it a little something. something. And it's not like a, a colossal failure. It's not Dark Knight Rises, but you know. Well, speaking of Dark Knight Rises, do you want to talk about Christopher Nolan? Like, where do you, where do you fall on the Christopher Nolan train? You're you're shaking your head. I hate him. I I do. I'm you sorry. Hate- I'm sorry, everyone. I just do. I just don't. <laughs> There's no, there's intellectual imagination to his movies, mm-hmm. but there's no visual imagination. No, to me, and I think that's my biggest issue with him. For you, I guess you've kind of said that that's like part of the charm with him. Mm-hmm. But for yeah. me, it just like everything is so utilitarian and so like, it's like the ideas are bizarre, but then like the way it's done is like the most like boring way you could do it. Yeah, he's never met another person. Uh, in general, I no. just imagine he sits. The dialogue down in a reveals that. <laughs> yes, Darling. it's he is sitting in like a, in a beige room, eating a pack of saltines, and then he gets a phone call from Legendary. It's like, hi, we're gonna give you two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, no more, no less. Uh, go make a movie, and he goes, okay. Puts it down, folds up his saltines, and then stands up and puts on a suit and walks over to Taipei or the fuck they're filming. Right. No, it's weird. And like, I liked him when I was younger. Because I will say that he the the plots of his movies can be very interesting. Like mm-hmm. the Prestige comes to mind. Like I yes. really liked the Prestige. I feel like that was like every millennial's favorite movie in high school, and then we all just decided to drop it all at the same yeah. time and forget that it ever <laughs> happened. Um, I totally forgot Scarlett Johansson's in that movie, right? Even though she's like, but the Rebecca third Hall person. is the, so good in it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just feel like it's all about like it's like it's like it's just interesting to me that we all shit on M Night when like. 
Christopher Nolan also loves like a good twist and turn, and he also loves like a little mm-hmm. bit of like a an ending. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that an makes ending. you think a little bit, and yeah. um, I don't know. I just think that usually by the end of these movies, I feel like I've been pummeled by. It's almost like having a really long conversation with like a like a philosophy grad yeah. at like a bar. <laughs> And you're just like, oh, God. Like, and afterwards, you're like, I need to sleep for, like, 16 hours. Because I'm just like, I yeah. have been, like, pulverized by this man. And I feel like that after yes. I watch one of his movies. I'm just like, sure, you're smart. But you're not, like, that smart. <laughs> you know? Um, Have you seen Dunkirk? No. But everyone tells me, if you don't like Christopher Nolan movies, this is the one you'll like. I think you like It's, like, 90 minutes long. Uh, Amazing. It's very short. And, like, the the way that he deals with time is really interesting in it. It's not like a... Inception time It's like the way He portrays the story Like one story Is like a month long One's like a week long Or one's like a week out And another's like An hour out Or something like that And so it, It's a really cool Like time experiment I think you'd like it a lot it's I'll give it a shot I've never fun. I haven't seen that Or Interstellar But everyone tells me That if all the things I complain about <laughs> With his other movies Like if I don't like If all the things I dislike about All his other movies Will make me hate Interstellar Like everyone's like Kirk, You're gonna hate Interstellar it's it's the worst. It's, it's like, like it's super cheesy, like super mm-hmm. hopeful. Father daughter. Oh god, I can't. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I'm not a Nolan boy. Why are you a Nolan boy? Or do you just like being a gay boy? That's <laughs> like I love Christopher Nolan. I mean, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, it's the thing where it's like I, I I like I I really love a lot of his movies, but I don't like I don't like The Dark Knight Rises. I don't really like Inception. Uh, and Interstellar is bad. Uh, and I know if people are listening to this for the first time, they're going to shut it off because I know that Interstellar, we should probably do it one day, but like is a, is a, is a new, new straight classic. Um, but whenever he is, whenever it does work, it's so, it's just like a, like a, like a gun, like a, like a, like a beautiful, like silencer. And it's just like, shit's right to the target, just straight in the middle. And it's beautiful. I love watching this. Shit. Like, like that's why I like Tenet so much. Because Tenet, it feels like it's somebody jumping off of a, of a diving board and they're like spazzing out. And you're like, oh my God, what's happening? Oh my God, are they having a seizure? And then at the last second, they just go, whoosh, and it nails it. I, I wish like that's Tenet. how I felt after that movie. <laughs> also, it's a very high. I'm literally um, like falling asleep thinking about Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> and, but like The Dark Knight, I think it's everything that he does really well, which is like making really big set pieces. Like all the practical effects in it are so incredible. Like that, that hospital blowing up is so insane. That the scene with the the Batmobile that turns into the motorcycle was fucking insane and so good, and like that that sort of like middle of downtown Chicago like showdown between the Joker and him is so good. Whenever he like can kind of nail the scale correctly, it's incredible. Whenever he can't, and it, he he just moves so fast that it like if it gets like off the center, then it's like it collapses. But whenever it's spinning right, mm. but I feel like the problem with him for me overall is that he doesn't know how to get good performances out of his actors, which is why I truly believe that Heath Ledger just went rogue during that movie. Yeah. He just did what he <laughs> wanted to do, and Nolan was just kind of like, okay, whatever, like, let's let's do it. Because it's well, like, that's there, why there's it's... nothing else to compare it to in his his filmography. No, all of the performances in uh, Inception are bad, except for Marion Cotillard being insane, and she's in it for five minutes. Um, and like he wouldn't, I mean, uh, any other director wouldn't let Tom Hardy star in two of your movies in a plate and not be able to see his face or hear his voice. Right. Uh, so that's what he does in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. yeah. And although that opening scene with the plane in Dark Knight Rises is so fucking insane and so good, uh, it's unreal. Um, but yeah, he hasn't, I, don't, I guess, yeah, Heath Ledger is the only like 
capital G great performance it's gotten. All the performances in Tenet are incredibly bad. Oh yeah, it's they're terrible. Like laughable, like mystery science. Also, I think I just realized is the only nominated performance ever by Christopher Nolan, Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Yes, I think so. Did anyone get nominated for like Insomnia or anything? No. Oh, you know what's good? Memento. Oh my god, we even talked about Memento. Yeah, but Memento Memento at this point feels like a fluke. Because, like, mm-hmm. it, it fits into his filmography because it's, like, you know, it's a puzzle like a lot of his movies can be. But I feel mm-hmm. like the restraints, the, the, the budget restraints, force mm-hmm. him to be really creative with the way the movie, like, looked and stuff and the way it was, yeah. like, edited. And I feel like that's just, like, what's missing for me now. Yeah. I would actually go as far to say that I think Memento is still my favorite film by him. Because Memento's I feel like incredible. it just – it was just – he just was firing off at all cylinders. It like, it seems like a movie made by a man who thinks it might be the last movie he ever gets to make. Mm-hmm. Like he just goes for it. And um, there's like a weird restraint to all of his movies. I feel like it's like yeah. they simultaneously are like bonkers, but there's like a restraint visually that I just don't quite understand. Well, I think he works with, I think he works with scale pretty well. Like, cause even like, look at like the Batman begins, like that movie is really small. That's true. Uh, compared to The Dark Knight and Yeah, I don't think Dark anyone would have guessed The Dark Knight would be a follow-up to Batman Begins. Like Batman yeah, Begins is like kind of a sleeper hit like non-event. Yeah, it's such a it's that's such a weird like tiny little like fraction of a movie and like having the like balls to make the first villain returning to the Batman franchise after, you know, Batman and Robin we'll talk about it later be like Scarecrow is such a cool choice. I know, and I love that. I do love that detail about Scarecrow coming back in all of the movies, like just yeah, being like rolls. a petty <laughs> criminal. Um, yeah. Can we talk about something that I think is like a little bit of like a take? Yeah. Am I the only person in the world that thinks that Katie Holmes actually is a better Rachel than Maggie Gyllenhaal? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I really do. Mag- a better Rachel, yeah, because a better Maggie Rachel. Like, I didn't say better yes. actor because Maggie Gyllenhaal is clearly yeah. a better actor than Katie Holmes. <laughs> yes, but I, I just think that Katie was a better Rachel. She just yeah. was Rachel to me. Yeah, it was one of my favorite things about the original movie. Is I was like, damn, Katie's kind of eating in this. Like, yeah, Katie, she can give it to, when she wants to. She can give it to like her. pieces of April, bitch. Yeah, her, that's 2004, and then she followed that up with, <laughs> with that begins. It's just rules. so interesting to me because I've always felt that way. I just, like, Maggie is, like, such a better actor, and she gives Rachel such a different angle, I feel like, mm-hmm. in The Dark Knight. And it works in the movie really well. But I just, I remembered this then. I still remember. It's been forever since I've seen The Batman Begins. But I just mm. remembered really being like, damn, Katie. Like, okay, bitch. Thank you. Like, okay, Miss Lawyer. Okay, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, like, really, like, bought it. And I, like, love it. And, like, I yes. can, like, see why, like, Bruce Wayne's obsessed with her. And with, like, Maggie in The Dark Knight, it's just very, like, I'm a good actor. But it's, like, but also Rachel's yeah. not a real character. It's almost like Katie's, like vapidness works better for this character that Christopher Nolan's written. Yeah. Well, it's like Christopher Nolan doesn't know how to write characters and Katie Holmes doesn't know how to act. He can't write characters, let alone a woman character. Oh yeah. (laughs) For sure. Um, Well, speaking of other Batman, like how do you feel about like Batman movies? Like in general, like what's your take on Batman movies? I think for me, like, I think for a lot of people in our generation, especially like the Batman movies and why we love like the Nolan movies overall is because the Batman movies were the super movies we grew up with. Like for millennials, mm. like it was like the Batman movies, like, you know, you got Batman 89, right. And they got returns yep. forever, Batman and Robin. And then we finally get Batman begins in between there. You get Spider-Man, maybe Spider-Man's a little more formative, 
Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, X-Men, yeah, Blade. But I feel like Batman, like, those are the, probably some of the first superhero movies we ever watched. Like, as mm-hmm. little, little kids. Um, so I think there was something kind of validating and affirming about the, the, the Nolan Batmans being so serious films. Because it was like, wow, yeah. comic book movies can be real cinema. You know? It's yeah. like, you don't have to argue anymore that, like, X2 is a perfect film. You know? It's like, that's mm-hmm. what The Dark Knight gave us. Um, but when it actually comes to, like, what I think now of all of them, like, in the great pantheon... Mm-hmm. I think that the first Batman by Tim Burton is garbage. <laughs> it's like not. It's good. not good. It's so boring and weird, and it's like I I get that he's going for this like forties like Adam West thing, but like it's just not it. Um, mm. I love Batman Returns. I think that it's like a perfect great. movie. It's like my favorite superhero movie probably. It's so fun, so gothy, so ridiculous. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman is like top twenty greatest performances of like all time. Like I'm not even yeah. like being facetious like she's incredible in it incredible incredible batman forever is garbage that i love 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 love. me and my boyfriend he went as the riddler like the jim carrey riddler and i went as tommy lee jones's two-face for halloween a couple years ago it's been a while since i've seen that one though yeah i'm sure i would rewatch it be like this is bad but like i i almost don't <laughs> want to rewatch it because i love the memory of it so much yeah i mean i always think of like the riddler's thing like he is like wants to put <laughs> the fucking tv sets at everyone's house and control their minds with like brain blenders or whatever incredible so Stupid good shit. so I love 90s like, so 90s like it's like the tv was admitted in like the 50s but in the 90s we were still like caught up in this whole like the tv is really what's gonna like scramble <laughs> our brains um and then batman and robin is a 80% a terrible, terrible, boring movie, but 20% an amazing, incredible, John Waters-level camp feast. It is. When that movie is on, we're going to talk about it later. on. Like, it is. the problem with the movie is it doesn't know. I don't know if this is Schumacher's fault or, like, the studio's fault. Probably the studio. I'm going to blame the studio. I don't blame the studio. I'm going to blame the studio oh, on this one. Because this is an auteur. Because, yeah. it, like, it's like when it is a fucking ridiculous piece of shit and Uma Thurman is on screen or like Arnold is on screen <laughs> that movie slaps uh-huh. but when it's like Alicia Silverstone and Chris O'Donnell's romance it is so <laughs> bad the two worst actors in Hollywood it is it's unwatchable it's but we will talk about it later this is not the first time we're gonna mention it about no what about you are, do you do you kind of are, what you what same like, thing what do you lose first four like are you kind of feeling the same way as I do exact same way like, I yeah. would rate it like Batman Returns Batman Forever, maybe Batman and Robin, just because I love Uma so much as Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. It's like truly a drag performance. And then like yes. last would be like Tim Burton's like original Batman movie. I agree with that. Yeah. And yeah, that sounds good. And then the Nolans, it's Dark Knight. Well, it's Dark Batman Knight. And Dark Knight then Rises. I guess Batman the Begins because it's just kind of like, it's just like a fine movie. And then the Dark Knight yeah. Rises is three different it's... movies. Back it's to such back. a mess. It's such a and mess. And it's like, I will never, ever, 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 ever forgive Christopher Nolan for that take of Marion Cotillard's death. Marianne How Cotillard's dare death. you do that to the gays? <laughs> it is fully like high school, like Juliet death. Like, it's I'm, not, I'm doing the phase where she just falls over. Top five, one of the worst acted moments by a great actor in history of cinema. And she already had the Oscar. Like, that is like fucked up it's so unreal it's unreal how bad it is (laughs) and it's just like how dare you how dare you i don't blame her i I blame you chris (laughs) like like it looks like whenever (laughs) you're like supposed to be asleep and and you're a kid and you're playing your game boy 
and then you see your parents like the, the light of them like walk up to your room your game boy down you get to go yeah like, like, you just follow it. it's like definitely Honestly, like playing dead with like your siblings it was like truly yeah. like atrocious <laughs> um it's so bad. and then after that i have not watched any of the ben affleck batmans outside of i guess when we watched Zack snyder's justice league director's cut thing mm-hmm. um, everyone has seen all of them <laughs> wait so like give me Oh God! Like I feel like my brain is gonna turn to Mars. Oh, so, they're they're so unwatchable. Wait, wait, wait. What, uh, what are like name the movies? I don't know. I don't know. Batman v. There's Batman. Batman v. Superman. Colon. John Don of Justice, uh, which is unwatchable except for whenever Holly Hunter almost drinks a jar of piss and or drinks a jar of piss. Okay, um, Minari. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my porn searches. Uh, and then Justice League. We talk about Justice League. It rolls. Um, Justice League. Snyder cut. But Batman's like not in that movie. Batman's not in it. He's barely in it. I like don't remember Batman being in the movie. <laughs> He's in that oh, movie. Wait, yes. so, are there like scenes? Wait, wait. I'm, okay, it's all coming back to me now. It's all coming back. <laughs> um, isn't it kind of like Batman and Wonder Woman are both like the leaders kind of of the group, and they're kind of constantly always being like, "Oh, these kids." Uh, ugh. Yeah, and then they're, they're ugh. like, they don't oh, get it. God. Is that we, we watched this movie right? less than a year ago? Is that right? That sounds Am I right? right. Yeah. Hey, Am I right, everyone? Wasn't right. there, like, a little bit of, like, a back and forth with, like, Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot being like, ugh, these kids. Ugh. They don't know. Ugh. We've had our own franchises already. They don't know. They don't <laughs> know what it's like. They're like, imagine Save all the Save the world again and again. I, um, yeah, I, I don't remember that well much. Um, I just remember yeah. the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the hot dog. And I remember, like, every time that... Gal Gadot would like pounce Go. on someone with a spear oh. in slow motion. Yes. And then, and then, then her like, like <laughs> <laughs> What if we did another Justice League episode? Like, what if every year we do every year we just watch this movie that we can't retain at all, and then go that movie rules, and then just forget about it all over again? Because we like both liked it. Yeah, I think we. I started the movie at like seven a.m. so that we could record the podcast. I think the only reason why I liked it is because it was like a fever dream, like to watch that movie on like I watched it on my desktop computer screen. Look, Margaret director's cut walked so that. Justice League Snyder Cut could run. And that's it, though. They haven't made a proper... They didn't make a proper Batman movie with Ben Affleck. He was only, like, Mm-mm. secondary to Super Superboy. Let me 100%... Let me double-check this, because I don't want anyone to get mad at me from forgetting I feel a like we're forgetting movie. one. Uh, there was a there was Batman... There was Lego Batman. Oh, that doesn't count. Sorry, okay, animated yeah, so, people. And then, like, I don't, I don't remember him in Suicide Squad, but, like, Suicide Squad. But, no, it's just been Batman... Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice and um yeah where is like their move can I like look at why is the Wikipedia page for this so fucking long because they have everything Batman franchise media Batman franchise film live action here we go there was Batman Batman the, the Joel Schumacher ones yeah Dark Knight uh oh, I guess he's in yeah, no, he might just be, like, in the background of fucking Suicide Squad. I saw Suicide I'm, like, one of the few Suicide Squad defenders. No, Oh, yeah, he's in Dylan. the very he's at the very end. That movie's so bad. Uh, it's literally, like, watching that... a trailer for a video game for two hours. Yeah, I love it. Uh, no, uh, I think the thing with Batman, I mean, sorry, Suicide Squad that I like is that, like, it deserved its Oscar. 
where it's like if you're gonna give it an Oscar for makeup, I mean, name a more iconic makeup of the late 2010s. And it's like Harley Quinn. Like it's Harley Quinn, and yeah, that's like one of the great makeup looks. And I think the Academy was right. It's fine. I just. <laughs> it's fine. They can give them. I don't care about the Oscars. Let's be honest. Like I the do. Oscars are garbage. I love them. Give it to me. They should be twelve hours long. Um, <laughs> speaking of twelve hours long, why do straight people like this movie? Because it's twelve hours long. Because it's twelve hours long. Uh, because straight people love superheroes. They do. We we've, we've said it before. And we'll say it again. Y'all be loving mm-hmm. superheroes, but some, loving there's some faggots out there that like superheroes too. But I guess they just uh, yeah. aren't dealing with their masculinity problems. Yeah, they are. Watch a real movie. Yeah, watch the hours. <laughs> We're going to find some sort of like Marvel gaze and just come over with a DVD, not even a Blu-ray of the hours. Here's a DVD that still has trailers, a bunch of focus features trailers. Was that a focus yeah, feature? Yeah, on the DVD, it has like that, uh, what was it, uh, Vanity Fair movie with Reese Witherspoon advertised. Oh, yes. It'll have... Um, Secretary with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Of course. Um... Oh, sorry. It was Amir Max. Of course. Revolutionary Road. Oh, yes. Um, Yeah, Um, y'all love superheroes, I guess, because you, like, see yourselves in them, which is questionable to me. Um, mm -hmm. The only character that I related to in The Dark Knight was the Joker. (laughs) But not in the way that y'all relate to him. Like, I just related to him because he's just so mischievous. He's such a little Joker. He's a little Joker. He's a little demon. Look at him. He's like, look yeah. at him. <laughs> I, I just like the way he, had... he talks. Oh, with his tongue. <laughs> God. Do you think, is this, okay, I'm about to say something, and it's going to make say me it. people upset. Say it, girl. Do you think Heath Ledger would have won the Oscar if he hadn't died? Because I don't think he would have. I do think he would. I don't think he would have. I think you have way too much faith in the Academy. Yeah. Think about uh, think about Tony Clinton Hereditary and how revered that performance was and still is. And how well, oh it's a genre movie. Oh, we don't take these kinds of I mean, we're still having the conversation about superhero movies, like not being nominated, yeah. right? Yes. I don't think I truly don't think I mean it is a great performance. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. It deserved to win. But like I truly don't even think I think it might not have even been nominated. Okay. If he hadn't died. I really believe that. I I just the Academy like made a right decision, but someone had to die to make it happen. And that is why mm. they are monsters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thought exercise. Uh, say he's still alive, but still gets nominated. Okay. Just because I don't feel like looking up who else was in the precursors. Um, so the winner of course is Heath Ledger in the dark Knight. The other nominees were Josh Brolin and milk. No, the most insane. This is actually this. I'll get to it. And I'll say, this is why I think he would have been nominated anyway. Philip Seymour Hoffman in doubt. Eh. Yeah, Michael Shannon in Revolutionary Road. He's good. He's good. And then this is why I think he still would have nominated because the fourth nominee was Rob Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Okay, so they were just is, they were just on one that year. They were just on one <laughs> because that is that is actually a more insane nomination than especially especially in retrospect. Especially like a year removed from that, you're like, wait, but, are you, Robert Downey Jr. got nominated and was I would say probably like in second or third place. To win the Oscar for a 100% blackface performance. Wow. The late 2000s were really a moment. <laughs> they were fucking insane. Yeah. Damn. Okay, maybe you're right. I just really... But also, yeah, but who, like, you, you know they love throwing a comedy supporting nomination, like, every couple of years. Yeah. Like, it's the Melissa you know, McCarthy for Bridesmaids, like, effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But I think that's that is such a like bridesmaids is like it is very like lowbrow, but it's also like I think that movie is like more. I mean, they got the Oscar for or got the nomination at least for the screenplay award, where it's like Tropic Thunder is like a bro dude farts <laughs> guns movie. We need to do Tropic Thunder. We gotta do Tropic Thunder. We gotta be drunk for Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wait, maybe you're right, but also I feel like the 2000s have some of the most inspired nominations ever. Like, the mm-hmm. fact that, like, Johnny Depp was nominated for Best Actor for Pirates of the Caribbean is That's probably so cool. one of the most, like, insane nominations ever that I love. I love so it, yeah. So, maybe you're right. Maybe I, I I feel like it's so funny because it's, like, nowadays, it's, like, pulling mm-hmm. teeth to get genre performances or comedy performances to get nominated. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened in the 2010s because I feel like we've had some of the, the coolest, weirdest movies come out that people have loved. Like, mm-hmm. Uncut Gems, for example, that got nominated for yeah. nothing. And Nothing. yet, like, it's just, like, it's just so easy. It's right there. Just nominate Adam Sandler yeah. for Uncut Gems. It's not that hard. And they can't even do it. They just go, yeah. no, we'll, we'll nominate Felicity Jones for doing something boring. Yeah. Oh, we'll give Alicia Vikander an Oscar for doing something boring. We'll give her a supporting Oscar for a lead performance in a bad movie. 20 years ago, like, Rosamund Pike would have won for Gone Girl in a landslide. Mm-hmm. In a landslide. Because that landslide. was the era of, like, Kathy Bates winning for Misery. Which is fucking crazy if you want. Go watch that movie. I just feel like it's so funny because I feel like the Oscars have gotten more boring in the last 10 years. It's only until, like, Moonlight won and, like, since then, like, in the last five years that I've started to be like, okay, like, they're getting their shit together again. But, like, in the early 2010s, it was abysmal. Some of these Mm -hmm. noms and some of these wins. Like, it is, like, it's, like, the King's Speech to, like, the Theory of Everything era is, like... Dark. It was it's dark, dark. The, for the us. artist. Oh, the artist winning is like truly, like I. The artist almost got a big five. It, 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 I don't think it. I don't think it was nominated. Didn't win the script award, but it would have been one of like five movies in the history of. It's any only time. because the artist came out like literally like a hundred years. Like it's like around that time is like people were starting to get really get reflective about like wow we're like mm-hmm. at a hundred years of cinema basically. But here's a gag. So like that's all I'm, I have it pulled up, and we'll get back to Batman soon, I promise. But like the the art, like the best picture lineup that year, like wasn't that good because it's like the artist wins, The Descendants, which like will be a weird best picture winner, Extremely Loud, Incredibly Close, which is unwatchable, The Help, which is bad, Hugo, which is a weird best picture nomination, Midnight in Paris, which is bad, Moneyball, which rules, Tree of Life, which rules, and The War Horse, which is a never seen. See, they were just not brave enough to give it to The Tree of Life. Yeah. That was yeah. the that was the big brain decision. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. So maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. I just <laughs> I just don't trust the academy. I just don't. And you shouldn't. And yeah, I shouldn't. you actively shouldn't. I no, never trust that. the academy. Uh, they cut eight awards out of the broadcast this year because like, they're fucking assholes. Psychos. But yeah, they're I assholes. think that like the Joker is the main reason why people love this movie. Like going back to Heath yeah. Ledger, like it's like straight people love it for him. We love it mm-hmm. for him. Everyone loves this movie. I. And, like, again, like, I know we just argued about it. I know you like this movie a lot more than me. But I truly think this movie would not be that good if it if he wasn't in it. If it was literally anyone if else. If anyone else was, was playing be, this yeah. role, this movie would have been, like, Batman Begins and just been mid as fuck. Yeah. Because the story it's, uh... itself, like, is fine. It gets pretty good in the end. But, like, overall, like, it, it, it all is anchored on that performance. And, and I don't even think Nolan knew that. I think only Heath knew that. <laughs> yeah. I think Heath read that script and was like, I got to save this movie. Well, I remember at the time, and like I was like once again sixteen. Like this, I wasn't, you know, fucking on Gold Derby every day. This, this was on the streets. This is in the streets of Beaumont. I remember people being like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That 
Heath Ledger is going to be the Joker. Like, the fucking 10 things I oh, hate about no, you Oh, no, you're guy. right. Brokeback Mountain guy. No, yeah. Everyone did not think he had it in him. I totally remember mm-hmm. the, the talk. Like, at my mm-hmm. high school. Like, when it, mm-hmm. that casting happened, everyone was, like, shook that it was him. Like, everyone was like, yeah, ew, it, but he's never given a good performance. And I was like, y'all didn't see yeah. Brokeback Mountain. Oh, Mountain he's amazing and no Brokeback Mountain should have won a should've bajillion won. Oscars should have won, it should've every won best picture it should have won best actor it should have won best supporting actor and Linda Cardellini should have been nominated for best supporting <laughs> actress and won over Anne Hathaway and Michelle Williams who also should have been nominated Just, yeah I agree with you because quick, why wanna... because Linda Cardellini says sometimes I just don't <laughs> get you in Estelle Mar and it is Beautiful. In in our movie club, we have our awards, and we have we uh, every thirty two movies we have an award ceremony, and we do have an honorary Linda Cardellini award for most. What is the official nomenclature for on like that? most like underappreciated like, performer? Yeah. Yes. Well, here's a gag. You you know who beat Heath at the Oscar that year for Brokeback Mountain? Oh, Phil Hoppin. I mean, it was Phyllis a great year for Best Actor. That is honestly because tied also, to a Barbra Streisand tie. They should have tied, but also, like, it was a great year because I remember Joaquin Phoenix was nominated that year, too, for Walk the Line. And, like, that movie's uh-huh. garbage, but he's amazing in it. He's incredible. Terrence Howard, who's so good in Hustle and Flow. Oh, it's a great year. And then David Street. David right? Strait there. Uh huh. My brain. Five, baby. <laughs> I remember this year because it's a strong year for actor, and I usually don't care about Best Actor. But a very, very bad year for actress, unfortunately. Oh, my God. I cannot believe to this day that Reese Witherspoon won the Oscar for Walk the Line. Like, what a for boring performance. performance. For a supporting <laughs> performance that's not that good. Like, yeah. they should, they, they just were brave enough to let her win for Legally. They should nominate her and let her win for Legally Blonde. That's actually Except correct, that yes. it came out, I think, the same year as The Hours. So, impossible. Yeah. Impossible. <laughs> impossible. Impossible. I literally, I, I, I think drop. I'm going to do a meme where I take the Best Supporting Actress lineup of that year and i cross i, I like lead julian more for the hours and then i change meryl streep's for the hours instead of adaptation and then i just mm. cross out everyone else and i just put like claire danes for the hours <laughs> Tony Collette for the hours <laughs> allison janney for the hours yes. and it's just like miranda richardson for the hours it's just like just like, add like, slots it's like eight like <laughs> slots and it's all the women in the hours it's just all put nicole kim in there too it's technically a supporting performance you know and um she's only lead because she's in the middle of the poster yeah, she's only lead because she was marketed by Weinstein that way. Yep. Um, well, speaking of the Oscars, it actually this movie had a really big effect on the Oscars. So, like, this was one of the last years that it had the five uh, nomin the five and it best missed out on the best pick nom, right? That's, That's why they the changed thing. it. People, people were so fucking mad. They're like, "The Dark Knight is the revolution in filmmaking, and like, will change film forever." Which, like, they're not wrong. Um, and the like effect and like the screaming of people for that like was the reason that they went to a uh, up to 10 year and now it's back to like this is it's 10 nominees but because they changed it but more than five <laughs> and that yeah, involved isn't it, the dark knight rule wasn't it for a while that it could be anywhere between five and ten depending on how many percentage of the votes you got yes yeah, so it was like basically that. impossible for it to be 10 uh because of that just because of like the percentage of that so like it, yeah if a movie the only way that it would have get nominated is if every movie got equally 10 percent votes that makes sense. Oh God, what a bad year for Best Picture in two thousand eight. Yeah, like honestly, it would have. It's probably better than any of the. These the ones are all that won. the most 
So first off, Slumdog Millionaire has probably had the worst like fall off of any movie ever in the last like yeah. 20 years. It was so acclaimed when it came out and everyone loved it. And I feel like we all just collectively forgot about it. Yeah, I forgot and about just, it. Just like don't yeah. care about it anymore. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. And I have no desire to rewatch it. I don't think nope. any of us have a desire to rewatch this movie. Nope. So bizarre. Um, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Probably David Fincher's most boring movie. And that says a lot. Besides Mank. Frost <laughs> Nixon. Frost okay. Nixon. Okay. Frost Nixon. I like Frost Nixon. What? Of course you do, but come on, bitch. You know what I'm getting at. It is a. That is. I need to put that. That is a hotel movie, Mama. That is a. That hotel is a hotel movie. movie. That's a plane movie. <laughs> Milk, plane movie. which is fine. And then fine. the reader, which is just Stephen Daldry okay. doing what he did with the hours and timesing it by twenty. In this house, we love Anthony Mangella. We produced it. I, we get it. We know. We love Anthony Mangala, but this is not it. Also, if you want to talk about movies where supporting performances win lead, it's Kate Winslet. He, she's not. Uh, they just had. They this, just made. They made that shit happen. This, they made that shit happen. They just had. Is to make this that shit happen. her Oscar? It, it's and it's not Heavenly Creatures. I know. I know. Here's here's here, the 2008 Oscars are a mess. Okay. First off, let's just nix this entire Best Picture lineup. Put yeah. in The Dark Knight. But, put in Rachel Getting Married. Yes. The Wrestler. Uh-huh. Which is also a perfect movie. Yep. And then maybe, like, throw back in... Maybe you could throw back in Slumdog Millionaire, because I guess everyone did give a shit about it then. Um, uh, no, Man on Wire. I would put Man on Wire and actually have that win. Like the documentary? Yes. Nice. Here, but how about this? Man on Wire and Wally. How about Ooh, that? There we go. How about that? That's a how about mama. that's an inspired best picture lineup. Mm-hmm. Okay, best... we should do that. That's a separate podcast. We should do. Yeah, we just we just fix the Oscars every, every for every year. year. That would actually, bitch. Let's talk later. Um, we'll talk about that's that. a good idea. We just like that's fix the idea. Oscars every year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mickey works should one for best actor. Mm-hmm. Period. Like correct. No. Um. Anne Hathaway should have won for Rachel getting married, period. 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 Best Supporting Actor, Heath Ledger, of course. Best Supporting Actress, I do like that Penelope Cruz won, but I also hate that movie and hate Woody Allen. So, Mm -hmm. Viola Davis for a doubt. Um, Yep. It's so weird that Viola Davis is Oscar as a supporting Oscar. It's so weird to me. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit right with me. It feels wrong. It It feels wrong. It doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. Doesn't sit right. Doesn't say right. No, something it really, really it's like that. That Cola Scola. Something. Something's not right. That doesn't feel right. Um, Back to our speak, podcast. Speaking of quoting people, um, I think we we do say that straight people love quotes. Um, and this movie got quotes. Oh, it's got. Why quotes. so serious? Some Why just want to watch so the world burn. Serious. Uh, so good. <laughs> uh, how do you think I got these scars? Die and become a hero. Live long enough and see yourself become the villain. Question mark? Question marks? It's, uh, remember when Jay-Z says it? <laughs> Does he? I think in, That's yeah, so I think in Monster. That's so dorky. And, a, and there's so many more um, great lines in this movie. But, um, th- yeah, this movie just, people love quoting shit. They love quoting shit. And that's that's a feat for Nolan. It is. For, that, yeah, no, for he, he has no quotes in any of his other movies. <laughs> it, it's just puzzle pieces. Um, yeah, that's. Is there anything? I'm trying to remember anything in Tenet that they said no because everyone's bad in that movie. 
Except for Kenneth Branagh. I did like the serving. girl that played Fleur Delacour in Harry Potter explaining how the tenant thing works to to him. Like, I don't <laughs> remember what she said, but I just liked it in her little French accent that she's just explaining, yes. like, time and space to him. She's like, that they was go inside campy. the... They, there's, like, the little time turner, and they stand inside. The time turner. And then they're backwards. Is it is the time go backwards? I go backwards. Is it the I didn't tell you. Is it tell you? Oui. Oui, very well. Oui, oui. Vous avez. Tenet. That was Italian. I fucked it up. Have you listened to the Charlotte Adegiri Bolas Popiola album? No. It is. Fine. There's a couple. It's when it's good, it's good. Uh, there's a song in there called uh, "Haha." That's just it's just this chopped and screwed like sample of the of Charlotte Abbeyberry laughing, and I was it's so haunting. It's it's like it's like dance track, which is like ha ha ha. It's so fucking scary that I was like, what if I did a drag performance dressed as the Joker? Doing this. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Oh my god, me. Dylan. You me. said <laughs> you said my drag is that pitchfork best new music meets Christopher <laughs> Nolan's The Dark Knight. I am for no one. You said I, I'm not amorphosis but gay. <laughs> I'm straight Maddie Morphosis. You're straight Maddie Morphosis that goes to Pitchfork Fest. Yes. We're going this year. Are you going? No, we're already going to Primavera and the St. No Picnic. Oh, God. Yeah, we're doing Primavera. And I think we're just going to do Friday, Saturday. Of oh, also, Pitchfork. what are your lodging? What's your lodging situation in, in Barcelona? We have a Airbnb in, okay. in uh, the Gothic District. Okay. We like we just started looking and Airbnbs are like super <laughs> expensive. So we're, yeah. like, we're, we're going to do like an inn or a hotel now. Yeah, we got um, our our lodging before we got tickets. Yeah, that was that was smart. We didn't do that. Yeah. We started <laughs> oh, no. it's, a, it's a disaster. Yeah, it was like we were like five miles from the pet fest, and we literally got it like in August. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Insane. Cute. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of faggots, is there anything gay about this movie? I think there's some gay stuff. Barely though. Barely. Barely. I like the Joker in his little nurse outfit. The Joker's little nurse outfit is gay. It's the funniest joke of the entire of the entire fucking movie. Whenever he shows up to Harvey Dent's bed and he has like his makeup and wig on, and you can clearly see it's the Joker behind like his hospital mask, and he takes his mask off to reveal his just his mouth because you can see his eyes. And Harvey Dent's like, "Oh, oh no, it's the Joker!" <laughs> oh, that's you, him. Golly G. <laughs> see, if, it had, if, if the you. movie had more Golly G moments like that, then I would probably like it more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there were more jokes. Uh, I love his little nerd. And then whenever he's running away and he's just like, <laughs> and he's like, shit's exploding behind him. Like, <laughs> he's like bad at exploding at the hospital. It's so good. Very gay. Being bad. Is the Joker being gay? bad at explosions. Yes. Is the Joker in general gay? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he's that's, that's what's so funny about straight men like co-opting him. Cause I feel like he's yeah. very faggy. I mean, yeah, he, he has makeup. He has, he dyes his hair. He has color. no sexuality towards women at all. None. He is obsessed with this really hot muscle daddy. He is obsessed with Batman and Harvey mm-hmm. Dent. He only hangs out with uh, mentally ill people. Gay. Um, gay. And yeah, I love it. He performs amateur surgery. Is the Joker gay? Did we just decide that the Joker's gay? The Joker's gay. The yeah, Joker's the gay. Joker's gay. Yeah. Deal with um, it. He's gay. He loves uh, to suck dick. 
Well, honestly, like, like, look at all the other... Like, um, so, um, Jack Nicholson, Joker. Is he gay? No. No. Heath Ledger, Joker, gay. Jared Leto, Joker, straight. very straight. Straight, because he's very horny. Um, do you want a spoiler for the Batman? I've already spoiled a lot of it. I guess. No more. Are you sure? Is he in it? The Joker's in it? Maybe. There's a scene. There's a scene where the Riddler is talking to a, <laughs> where he's talking to a uh, a fellow Arkham Prison person, and he's laughing. Uh oh. You know who laughs? Him? Barry Kagan. Oh my God! Yes. 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 This is the best news I've heard all day. Yes. I love yes. that weird looking motherfucker. He's so he, good. Every movie he's in, he's good. It's good. He's so good. Oh, we'll talk I'm about excited. Killing of a Sacred Deer later. Actually, okay, this movie, Killing of a Sacred Deer definitely stole its ending from this movie because it's just somebody uh, randomly deciding to shoot an entire family. It's giving Sicario. It's giving the Killing it's giving of a Sacred Sicario. Deer. It's giving Sicario. It's giving. It's giving Kill Your Family. Kill them. Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Nestor Carbonell's beautiful Cleopatra eyes. He's the mayor. Oh. And he has like those real thick lower lashes. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. What's your secret? What's your secret, Momo? You use number threes on he the bottom and the top? trust the Batman, and I feel like that's mm-hmm. kind of gay, because he's like, I, I don't trust, trust this man making all these decisions for us. I don't trust him. We got it figured out here at Gotham PD. We don't need another man telling me how this works. He's like, I protect the city. Me. I protect the city. Me. I'm the mayor. I was I don't elected. need no Batman. I don't need no Batman. See, God, Batman. we would direct a way better Batman movie. Oh, we would. Please, Hollywood, if you're Hollywood, listening. give us a budget. Hollywood. Um, and then I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to send it to you to tweet from the Straight People Movies account just for like context. But Alfred has these glasses in the beginning of the movie. That are so fucking they them. Yeah. I don't know how to describe. Should we like, describe they, Alfred? As a, should we use they them pronouns? I think Alfred's they them. Alfred's a uh, they them. Alfred's <laughs> a Alfred definitely. Alfred's definitely. He's ase- asexual NB. Like, asexual NB for sure. Oh yeah. Like when is when is Alfred fucking? Never. Never. But when does Alfred And he doesn't seem horny for Batman either. So. No. Mm-mm. And I, I would. I would. I'd be oh. like. Oh my god, peeling that bat suit off of him. Oh just, my god. Oh, how sweaty. Tending to his wounds. Oh, oh my fucking Rubbing god. him down with a... Cl- oh my... I'd be like, I invented a new thing for you, Bruce. It comes out of your dick, but your dick has to be hard. Let's test it. <laughs> oh my god, and you make him talk to you in the Batman voice. <laughs> He's like, get down, dog. <laughs> I'm like, spit on me, Batman. Spit on me. And you're like, call me a faggot, Batman. Please. <laughs> And he's like, no, I don't want to. I don't feel comfortable with this. And you're like, call me a faggot, Batman. (laughs) Put out your cigarette on my nipples. Oh my god! Wow, we've gone to full pig territory on the pod. (laughs) We are almost an hour and a half into everything. Um, anything else that's gay about this movie? No, no, that's it. No, if Robin were in it, maybe, but he's not. Oh yeah, but no. No. no, even even Aaron Eckhart's weird butt chin, not gay enough, not gay enough. And there's only, women only talk like five times in the movie, so we yes. don't have a lot to work with here. 
Honestly, yeah, it's Maggie Gyllenhaal who blows up an hour into it. Uh, and then the woman in the boat who's like, they had their chance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's not gay because she's being so cool. <laughs> um, I will okay, cut, cut that out. Okay, cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> I like literally, I feel like I've gone insane talking about The Dark Knight. Like I feel crazy right now. I feel more we drunk the than Joker. I did last week. We're the fucking Joker. So, we're the Joker. We, we got together Joker. are the Joker. Oh my god! Like not, we need both of us. Do you want to be Joe or Kerr? I mean, Kerr is really close to my name, so. I know Joe is close. Oh my god! My first letters, the, my name or J O for John Dylan. Oh my god! We're oh my god. Are Joker. We are <gasps> Joker. 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 It's pronounced Jocker. It's, <laughs> it's pronounced Jockitch. Oh my um, god! <laughs> we'll smell it. All right, speaking of gay stuff, uh, we got a gay recommendation. It's where we recommend a movie that's a little bit gayer than the one we just watched. Um, I mean, we talked about it earlier, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. It's easy. Batman and Robin. It's easy. A, a gay legend directing his finest. terrible, terrible, but also amazing movie. <laughs> Look, you have people like... Okay, so I got really mad. So I listened to The Big Picture. Um, the Big Picture is the one of the Ringers movie podcasts, and they're like a formative like inspiration I've heard everyone's coming up with this podcast because they're incredibly straight. And this week they ranked all the Batman movies and immediately they were like, number 14, Batman and Robin. It's the worst one. And I was like, homophobic. Did they even mention Poison Ivy? Nope. Wow. They were That's like, erasure. That's misogyny and it's homophobia. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They were like, I can't believe there's like stripping gorilla suits and it was like a reference to a movie and it's like it's a reference to blonde venus excuse me which is a masterpiece first off it's a reference to blonde venus it's on criterion look it up yeah look it up it's cinema (laughs) sorry this wasn't a reference to heat or whatever um we're gonna do heat one day (laughs) we will when we stop watching so we need to take a break from long movies okay next week we're watching commercials we're watching the super bowl commercials next week we're we're doing call me by your name Uh, yeah, Batman and Robin. Yeah, um, it's fun. It's I have fun. it on Blu-ray for some reason. Alicia Silverstone can't act. Neither can Chris she O'Donnell. Can... It's gay. Look, it's in the long lineage of people, of women who can't act in Batman movies. Alicia Silverstone, Katie Holmes, Gal Gadot. It's tradition. Marion Cotillard. Marion Cotillard. <laughs> I love the the all the times I just every time I see the just two second clip of Gal Gadot going Kalel no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's never not funny. Oh man, it's never not funny, is it? It's always good. It's always good. <laughs> Kalel no. <laughs> Every time I think of Gal Gadot, I always think about that time that she retweeted a video of Millie Bobby Brown singing Imagine. But, like, <laughs> it was, like, from a video. Like, it, like, wasn't, like, she thought it was just some random kid singing Imagine, but it was Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> and, <I'm> like, and, <laughs> and I just think about, like, everyone, like, is really into it. But I think that, like, the funniest thing about the Millie Bobby Brown singing Imagine thing is at the beginning, she goes, ooh. Like, it's just, like, so passionate. She's like, ooh, you may say I'm a dreamer. It's so good. It's like that 12-year-old's eating. She's eating a John Lennon up. Sorry. I am, like, literally, I can't think straight right now. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. I love <laughs> The Dark Knight. What a fun episode, baby. What a Gal fun Gadot. time. 
Carol, no. Carol, no. <laughs> you may say. Sorry, I'm done. I'm sorry. You may say. I'm a dreamer. I do like Blair Witch Project style. You may say. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> I wish I could do my. I can't do my perfume genius. Like, let me just. I'm seeing him at a church next week. Wow. I'm so fucking excited. Ugh. I'm seeing I'm seeing Circuit Des You in a church. Uh seeing your favorite band Muna. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get there early so I can get a free tattoo. Great song. Okay, we got. We need to wrap this. That's up. the end of the episode. We got to end the episode. I gotta the, edit this thing tonight. Dark night. It's a dark night. We talked about it. Christopher and now Nolan. It's over. We're never talking about another Christopher Nolan. Nolan movie again. We're never gonna do a Christopher Nolan movie again until Oppenheimer comes out, and then we're gonna talk about the Prestige. <laughs> yeah, like that would be pretty big brained of us to just do the prestige next for him. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think we're starting to get to the point now where we can start repeating directors again. Like I feel like oh, yeah, we've we done like over fifty now. movies. Like This is our fiftieth movie. It is? Yes. Oh my god, bitch. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> we did it. Oh my god. And there's fifty two weeks in a year. And we got started we... almost a year ago, so we only skipped a couple of weeks. Yeah, we skipped the two weeks in Christmas and that week I actually did the Fight Club episode. Oh my god. Oh, for such oh my god, thoughts. it's been a year, baby. Oh my god, Nino. Thank you guys so much. I know you're all cheering for us right now. I know, thank you. All 35 uh. of you. <laughs> I feel like, well, I'm going to start posting that. I need to post that TikTok tonight. Um, Which TikTok? Of the where I, where I was going to rank the each category of the Oscars. Oh, cute. Yeah. We, I, we'll talk all there. Okay, we'll talk all there. Uh, my name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia, on Instagram at Garcid, and on Letterboxd, also at Garcid. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Letterboxd, Instagram, and Twitter at K-R-K-V-N-S-C-K-L-E. That's it, baby. Yeah. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And remember. I feel like that was very like Regina Spectre review. Oh, my God. Remember that time where I only ate boxes of tangerines? <laughs> so so cheap and juicy. Uh, okay, yeah, let's end this. We gotta go. Bye. I will sing Regina Spector. Bye. 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 Bye.